Well, good day to everyone. Welcome to another edition of Someone You Should Know. I hope everyone is doing well and uh, staying safe. Uh, it's still in turbulent times, and every week it seems like there's new issues that come up, but we're going to get through this. We're going to get through it together, and hopefully we'll get through it with kind of diversions, like things like Someone You Should Know. Uh, every Friday morning, we're here to uh, find people that have interesting stories and backgrounds uh, to share with you, to get your mind off of everything else, and really just sit back and and relax and enjoy. And today, I've got somebody that that a lot of people tell me I've got a great voice, but I've got a guest on today that probably puts my voice to shame because I welcome into the show Ron Jones. Ron, welcome. Good morning. And you, you just got that deep, rich, rich voice, which, which I love. Ron Jones. That is yours, but I, I, it's okay. I live with it. <laughs> and I love your accent too. You got a great, great, great kind of, kind of, kind of Southern accent. You're originally from Memphis. Am I? Yeah, am I right? That's correct. Memphis is the hometown. Well, Ron uh, is 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 the creator and founder of Memro Music. And uh, uh, you can see right from the speakers right behind uh, right behind Ron over his shoulder, he is sitting in a studio, a music studio. And Ron, go ahead and start off by telling our, our uh, listeners and everything a little bit about who you are and what Memorial Music is all about. Well, as you stated earlier, I'm uh, from Memphis, Tennessee. I grew up uh, in a music family. There were mainly two avenues that we traveled. Either you were going to be a musician or a pastor. So my dad was the pastor, so I had to be the musician. Uh, but anyway, um, grew up in Memphis, started taking piano lessons when I was six years old because my father was determined that someone was going to play that instrument that he had sitting in his home also for his church. So I'm the baby of the family, so I was the last one, so I had no choice in the matter. Uh, but anyway, I went through um, all my high school years playing different instruments, uh, piano being my best, picked up the trumpet in middle school, which allowed me to get my college scholarship uh, in band and went on to the University of Arkansas uh, in Pine Bluff and uh, majored in music. At that particular moment, I was kind of um, infatuated by military science. So I got it. I was every freshman had to take military science uh, at the school. And of course, uh, my instructors were so sharp and kind of persuaded me that uh, that's something that I should do. So I ended up I spent time in the United States Army uh, flying helicopters. I ended up being a general's pilot. But unfortunately, uh, that career didn't last long because of an accident that we had. So I'm just thankful to still be here. After the military, I went back to Memphis and started pursuing my music career again. I started teaching music uh, in the school system as well as during performances. And uh, at that particular moment when I was teaching a lot of my, my school children that we did performances, the parents were so uh, excited about what their children were doing, they wanted me to start teaching them privately. At the time, I had no interest in it, but uh, I kept getting acts to do that so that's what i eventually did in 1988 and um, i grew to the point that my private music lessons was paying me more than the school system so it, it became uh, quite exciting for me uh, of course i've been 
I played for several different people, uh, mainly being in the gospel realm for probably the last 30 or 40 years, but I've also had the uh, the uh, privilege of playing for some other uh, artists along the way. So here I am, music, memorable music. We teach children how to, uh, or adults, uh, how to play piano, and I'm also a vocal instructor, so uh, I can do either. And it was interesting because I, 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 you know, studied a lot about you and, uh, and, you know, you have been pretty well focused in the music business, whereas a lot of people start off in, you know, some type of a corporate job doing something and then they bounce to another career and, and, and finally end up settling into the, a current career. But you have pretty much been in that musical mode your, your entire life, as you say, starting out at, at six years old, uh, and, and, I, one thing I'm very curious about is where did the where did the name Memro music come from? Is there any relation to Memphis in there? Well, if you take the first uh, three letters and then the first two letters of my name, so my stage name is Memphis Ron, so I just abbreviated that to Memro. Okay, I I I, I kind of got that feeling. <laughs> You've given away my secret, my kryptonite. Dave, I see everybody. Everybody knows now. It must have been fascinating for you to grow up in a city like Memphis, because uh, you know a lot of people maybe aren't really aware of the fact that Memphis really was one of the foundations and 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 one of the starting blocks for rock and roll going yeah. back into the fifties uh, right. with with Stax Records and uh, Sun Records. Yeah, uh, I think you know. And, and, you know, you tell me, but I know that two people that I, that uh, have a claim to fame with with Memphis as as their their background is uh, King of Rock and Roll, uh, Elvis Presley, right. and BB uh, King. Yes, and yeah. and uh, you know, I mean, there was an awful lot of others that came through Memphis. There's still some Memphis recording studios. Uh, in fact, I think. Didn't I? Did I read that uh, the uh, the Grammy Award winning song from uh, twenty was it twenty sixteen Uptown Funk? I yes. think was recorded in 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 uh, uh, the Royal Studios in Memphis. Yes. Uh, so you know Memphis, you know for for those that are listening and watching, Memphis has got a a a very. I think it's two prongs. Memphis is known for its its musical roots and also for. Um, uh, the why is the name escaping me? The Children's Hospital there, Saint Jude. Uh, yeah, yeah, Saint Jude Ch Children's Hospital. I mean, two phenomenal things that Memphis is 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 known for, right. and such a rich history. You grew up with that history, so yes. you know were there people in the Memphis scene going back in the seventies and the eighties and everything that you you know looked up to, and they were kind of your mentors. Yeah, yes, that's true. Uh, I think you forgot Justin Timberlake and Isaac Hayes. And I mean, there are so many. Maurice White came out of Memphis for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, so Wind, and Fire. There, there, there are so many. But uh, to be honest, my mentor and the person I looked up to mostly was my first cousin. And his name is Lester Snell Jr. And he was the music director for Isaac Hayes. And there is a very popular movie that has been out for years, but they and they've redone it several times, Shaft where he was the one that actually wrote the song Shaft for Isaac Hayes. And uh, so, yes, I've had some some great mentors along the way uh, in Memphis, not to mention the rich gospel scene that we have had 
forever. Do not forget that we are also the barbecue capital of the world. <laughs> and and the and I will I will add to that that the Memphis barbecue is a lot different from from other yeah. barbecues the Kansas City barbecue and and Detroit barbecue and some of the other street barbecues from around the country and all the Memphis has its own recipe uh, and 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 its own flavor and and you got you got to try it sometime I mean Memphis is a fascinating a fascinating city. And and also, it's a great city to visit because you can actually stay in a hotel right down in the center of town and be within walking distance of. There's a minor league baseball team there, the Redbirds. Uh, you've you've got uh, uh, the Main Street uh, uh, where where BB King's restaurant, all the rest of what what street is that? Beale Street. Beale Street, right? And Beale Street really is only what about four or five blocks long. Yeah. The, the main part of it. So, I mean, there's an awful lot of music uh, and culture that's that's all crammed in a very small area that you could easily cover up, cover by foot. Yeah. So, did you start playing uh, uh, in the in the Memphis scene uh, with 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 bands or playing on your own uh, around Memphis before moving on to to the Texas uh, Texas scene? Yes, I did. Uh, I, as I stated earlier. Uh, I've been, I was more so in the gospel realm uh, than uh, the other realms, but yes, I've played for several different bands along the way, and uh, it's just, it's just enriching to be able to do such a thing. And then did you, you play, play on, on your own, or were you like sideman in, in, uh, with other groups, and when, when uh, bands came into town, sometimes they need, uh, they need extra musicians to right. back up? Correct. I did a lot of both. And then, and you, you, do you write music also and, and, uh, uh, lyrics? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And all, and I, I, I know that you have said, because we, we've actually met through the, uh, the Alan McKinney net Netweavers group. Uh, and, uh, uh, we meet every, every week and we all talk a little bit about what our businesses are. And, uh, you, you have just talked so much about how much you love, to teach music, especially piano, to other pieces. You have even, in, in, in your uh, uh, biography that, that, that I found on, online, uh, you talk about how important it is for, for children to take up piano at, at an early age, that, that it's not just learning music, but that learning the discipline of the piano uh, will help in their schoolwork in their attitude, in their relation with other people, and you're a you're a, a professor of that, absolutely. Yes, sir, that's correct. Uh, and if you if if most people can remember, if they went to a a high school that had a good music program, <laughs> excuse me, normally that valedictorian came out of the music program because of the disciplines that you learn. I mean, as far as self esteem, concentration. Uh, music is more right brain than left brain, which is the mechanical side. So it helps with memory and uh, just a whole host of things. Um, I have a lot of students that I work with that were just tremendously shy until they went through my music program. And then it just does something to them internally. Even people with, uh, with, with medical issues, it helps a lot uh, because of the disciplines that music provides. 
Yeah, in fact, I think there there was an incident where where you had a uh, I guess it must have been the parent uh, that came to you and they said that their their child was very very introverted and very shy uh, and and you know they felt that you know could could you help and uh, and and maybe relate a little bit of that story when when you get kids that that are a little bit antisocial or or too introverted what music can do to help get them out of their shells well it is it's very interesting um in that the student that you're speaking of very beautiful young lady and she uh very talented very smart but very soft-spoken and uh the just the being able to she was a vocal and a piano student of mine but we started with vocal uh -huh just so that she could project her voice uh, more. And she got more comfortable. The, the, the first uh, thing that I have to do is make them comfortable with me. So we go through different things and just so that they can relax. And then we start working on, okay, how do we project uh, so that we can be more confident in what we're doing? And then from that point on, as we build through that, uh, those things began, she began to break those barriers that she had and those chains just started to fall off, and now she's a totally different young lady. You know, I, I, I'm reminded sometimes, every once in a while, uh, if if you follow any of the the talent shows, uh, uh, America's Got Talent is the one that comes to mind. Sometimes you'll see this person come out, and they're very, very soft-spoken when they come out on the stage, and then all of a sudden the music starts to play, and this voice and this personality just erupts from this timid little body and and i think that that basically that's what people like you are are doing is to to let people understand that probably within all of us there is some kind of artistic talent be it music be it uh, uh painting uh be it performing arts there there is something in it you just have to dig down and find it and develop it and as you say, it makes you into better people. I started taking piano lessons when I was four years old and, and you know, didn't really think it was going to amount to anything. But then by the time I got to middle school and high school, uh, I was taking jazz piano. Uh, and and it was a, a different form than classical. And I loved it. Then went on and in high school, got into a rock and roll band and even joined a, another band in the late 80s when I was well into my 50s and just playing good old 50s and 60s rock and roll. Wow. And, and I, think, I think you'll agree that once you develop that love for music in, in a person, it never goes away. That's correct. You know, it, it, it might get sidetracked as to the type of music they like, uh, be it jazz or, or pop or hip hop or, or, or what, but, but it's that fundamental form of music, which most of the time, am I correct? Starts with the piano. Yes. Piano is the, uh, the, the base instrument for all instruments. So if you start with piano, of course, you can, you're reading both clefs. I may be going into some technical terms, but when you pick up another instrument, basically, uh, you can already read both clefs, so that part of it is it makes it so much simpler. And then you just add from that perspective. And I remember I asked you uh, earl earlier, uh, do you play other instruments? You mentioned that you played uh, trumpet uh, at, at one time too, but today's technology will allow you 
on a keyboard to play multiple yeah. instruments. Right. Uh, and also then you can, you can create that. Uh, what is the process? If somebody is watching Ron Jones right now from Memro music uh, and, and, and by the way, they can reach you at memromusic at gmail.com if yeah. they've, they've got some questions. And, and also your website is memromusic.com. Yes. Go online, see some of the things that, that Ron offers. Uh, and, and especially if you are in the DFW area uh, and all. But if you are watching and listening to this show outside of the DFW area, still go on to Ron's uh, a website and get some ideas because – it's the philosophy that he has that may help you want to 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 help your children or grandchildren develop this love for music by by maybe starting with the piano. Uh, but what is the what is the process? Somebody, some parent calls up and says, "You know, I think my child wants to take piano lessons, or I want my child to take piano lessons." What's the process that they go through in order to to allow you to see if they have the talent to develop? Well, we do a we do an orientation session where we they'll come to my studio, and we'll go through a series <laughs> excuse me <coughs> a series of questions, and I talk to the parent as well as the child to see exactly what their interest level is. Uh, to start the actual lesson is actually very uh very simple, uh, but uh, we go through. I decide we decide if they want to learn to play by reading the music if they want to learn to play by ear, or if there is a combination of both, uh, we can do that. The key to piano now is finding what the child really likes and what they really want to do. Uh, that way you know that they will stay with you. The old way that we grew up where you played out of this book for 10 years, and uh, that is a thing of the past. So we don't do it as, uh, as strenuous as we did back in those days. But we still do that because music scholarships are still unlimited throughout the United States. Uh, what most parents don't realize is that your child can get a music scholarship to any school they so desire. All they have to do is pass the audition. And that's where I come in to ensure that they pay, are able to pass that audition and, and go to any school that you want to uh, and never have to pay a dime for them to go to school. I, I wasn't aware of that, and it's a that's a good point, and that's a good point for any parent that's listening to the show right now. Is that if your child is taking piano lessons, get them to practice, uh, get get them to 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 fine tune their craft because it could allow them uh, a partial or a full scholarship to go to to go to school, and whether they use that uh, to launch their lifelong career or whether that just becomes that love of, of music and the hobby uh, uh, around what they're doing, uh, it's a win-win. Uh, the, the students, you know, I, I can understand that, that you say you start with an assessment because one of the first things a student wants to do is to feel comfortable with the teacher. And sure. for you to be able to know just what avenue and what things you have to do to develop the student and for the student to want to go. I remember going to my my teacher, and I really enjoyed working with my teacher. Then I would go home, and for the next six days, you know, it was my mother or father saying, "Did you practice your piano today?" You know, go go in the living room and sit down at the piano, and practice your piano. And it was they attacked me from a different a different viewpoint. Whereas the t the teacher 
just wanted to say, please practice, because if you practice this week, it will allow us to move to this next level next week. And, and I think you have to develop the want in the student to want to go and practice. I happen to have a 10-year-old grandson that that kind of his, you know, because he's learning virtually right now, his escape is his piano. He, he wow. like, when he takes a break, he likes to go sit down at the piano and, and play. It's his, it's his mantra. It's his relaxation. And that's something that, that people like you can develop in, in young, young people, uh, that always wanted to, to do something in music. Yes, sir. Uh, and you know, pianos when I was growing up and when you were growing up, uh, it was a, it was a, a monetary investment. To have even a, even an upright piano in in your home mm-hmm. uh, was was literally thousand you know a thousand dollars or more to have even a decent piano even to find a used piano was several hundred dollars. Yeah. But now the electronic pianos are so affordable and they take up so little space in 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 the home and have as rich a sound as some of the some of the regular uh, pianos. That it's it's a much more affordable uh, thing to get involved in. That's correct. Now, you you do you write jingles? Uh, do you, do you, do you ever get involved in the in the commercial aspect of music and doing doing soundtracks or something for commercials or for uh, corporate videos and all? Yes, I have in the past. I'm not currently doing it, but I have done that. Yes. And have you also, you know, you talking about working with students, have you found that that this this uh, uh, you know sequestering of people in their homes uh, and all? Are you working with some of these students virtually, or are you still uh, you know uh, working with anybody in the studio? Well, it's mainly virtual right now uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, I still have a few that I go see. Uh, because I know they've been uh, sequestered to the home for the most part, but most of my students right now we're doing virtually. Has that become a challenge for you, or or it, it just be, is an adjustment? No, it's actually uh, it's turned out to be a great way to to teach now. Um, I, I didn't think I thought it would be challenging, but no, uh, it, it it actually it, it has not been. Well then, then, then now I can I can kind of change my tune a little bit because uh, talking about trying to get people that might be interested in you and Memro Music, uh, they don't necessarily have to be in the in the DFW area. They can be anywhere in the country if they're interested in learning piano. Uh, they can do it virtually because once this this whole pandemic is is over, then is it safe to say that you'll continue to do work with some students virtually? Oh yes, sir. Like. My college students, they go away to college even before the pandemic, and they still wanted to study with me. So, of course, if they're in a different state, they would just send me the music that they're working on, and and we would still go through uh, what they had to do, even though they have a college instructor. But we've been together for so long, and I'm able to communicate with them on a different level in some cases uh, than their college professor. So, yes, virtual lessons are ideal. Well, then, then I want to tell everyone who is is watching and listening to the show that that if you think that this is something that that you as an adult even uh, or your your children or grandchildren you, you 
you think that that Ron might be a right fit for your 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 child or yourself, and I'll get in touch with him and and uh, and see if it's see if it's feasible. Uh, they can reach you. I, I mentioned, and and Mark will put on the screen again the the website and all, and the phone number uh, is nine seven two eight nine six nine four seven eight. So if anybody coast to coast, you, you're interested in say, hey, you know what? I I think I'd like to take some lessons from this man. Um, get in touch with him. I mean, what it's going to cost you a free phone call. Uh, and you can find out because you may be able to learn how to play piano virtually. And I, I highly support it because I think it's, it's important. So you spent, you spent your, your, your early years uh, growing up in Memphis and, and uh, going away to college in Arkansas and all. When, when was the, the shift to the Texas scene? Well, as I stated earlier, I spent time in the military and my last duty station was Fort Hood, Texas. Okay. Uh, and I had a lot of college mates that lived in Dallas. Uh, they were, they, of course, they were Arkansas right next door. But my real reason, I had gone back to Memphis and I had gotten into private business along with my uh, music business. And uh, there was a position that was offered to me to move to Dallas. So me being at that time the biggest Dallas Cowboy fan in Memphis, uh, I just jumped all over that opportunity to, instead of having to travel to games, I could drive down the street. So it was just an ideal situation. So that's what brought me to Texas. And I've been here over 20 years now. It's 20 years already. Huh? Yeah. And you, you've still kept up with, with music education. I guess, I guess we should make, make, mention the fact that what your degree in is not just music learning instruments and playing instruments but it's in music education so yeah. you know what you're talking about when you're talking yeah. about theory and and right. and the educational process for young startups uh, right. and developing them but the other side of ron ron jones was that you you were out there in the in the scene scenes you were playing with the bands and you you mentioned a couple of people that you had co collaborated a little bit with people that involved with Isaac Hayes and uh, not too long ago there's a very very big name that you had an opportunity to play with tell us a little bit about that that occasion okay I'm gonna say this first not only do I do it privately but I also work at a, a, a school that uh, we teach group piano and also recording audio engineering here in the um, in the in the Metroplex. So oh, okay. I, I teach daily there. Then I do my private school in the afternoon. But yes, I grew up. Uh, I was a fan of two artists that I call one A and one AA because they <laughs> were equally uh, in my book. One was Prince because he was just a musical genius that could play anything. And my first love was for Stevie Wonder. And uh, you go back and you look at those little memory books we had in high school. I had Stevie Wonder and Prince just pasted all through it. So uh, unbeknown to me, the church that I was affiliated with at the time had uh, Stevie Wonder's sister-in-law there. We didn't know that she actually wrote a lot of Stevie Wonder songs. She had a beautiful voice in my choir because I was over the music department. And unfortunately, a couple of years ago, she passed away. So, you know, we were having a funeral. We knew that she had an affiliation with, with Stevie Wonder. 
And uh, in actuality, he came to the Metroplex right before and had a concert right before she passed away. But anyway, you know, we were at her home going ceremony. And of course, I'm playing uh, for the service. And while here walks in, you know, with the processional Stevie Wonder. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm still trying to play, but I'm keeping my eyes on him, you know, because that was my childhood idol growing up. So he was doing, he was going to do a performance, uh, not a performance, but do a song for the funeral. So when it was his time, I got up to get off the piano. He told me, no, uh, I want you to play. And I was like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> I, I was praying that I did not mess this up at all. So we, um, he told me what key he wanted to be in and I played along with him and he sung first and then he pulled out this gigantic harmonica and went to town on it. So I'm following him and we're going along and you know we had a great time. So after the service, I got an opportunity to talk to him and you know take some pictures with him. And it was just the, it was the, the thrill, of, thrill of my life. And, and, you know, you talk about Stevie Wonder. In fact, I think he has a custom harmonica that's like two octaves. It's huge. Or, 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 or so. And, and I mean, he started off as little Stevie Wonder with fingertips part one and two, which was all about about the, 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 the harmonica. Right. In fact, am I not? Uh, he, he also is, is very, very talented on a lot of different instruments. Yes. And, and one isn't one of his albums. Uh, he played every instrument on the album. Was that that uh, uh, music in the key of life? Or, I, or, I'm not sure of that one. I know Prince does, Prince yeah. has, but I'm not sure if Stevie Wonder did that or not. I'd have to do some research to be to be sure, but I'm not sure about that one. But I do know he plays all instruments. Did you ever cross paths with Prince? Uh, not directly. Uh, that first cousin that I told you about earlier also wrote songs for Prince. So uh, I did get to go backstage once with him, but I, I never got to do any music with him. But I mean, just, just the thrill of being, I mean, I can't, I get goosebumps just thinking about, you, you know, uh, your, your childhood hero of Stevie wonder and all to be sitting at the same piano with your, with your idol uh, not not many people get that opportunity uh, to to do, and that wasn't that many years ago, was it? No, it's about four years ago. Yeah, so it's fairly recently. So tell tell uh, uh, me and and tell the audience a little bit about the equipment that you have behind you. Is that your studio? That's where you you have your students that come in uh, yeah. to to take lessons, right? I have in this studio five different. Uh, keyboards that we practice from and also the recording uh, equipment is in front of me so you can't see that but they take piano lessons here they take voice lessons here they learn how to record uh, do audio engineering here so anything that you can do musically uh, we do from right here so in other words if, if a student comes in and wants to uh, play piano and 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 voice too you can actually do demo tapes that they can then turn around and submit to some of these programs that we all watch on TV uh, uh, when they're looking for the next uh, big voice in, in, in music. That's correct. Fascinating, fascinating. And, and you've been doing this for, what, 30, 40 years now? Yeah, been, I've been teaching a long time. I've been playing a lot longer than that. But yeah, I've been teaching since 1988. And you still love it. 
Love it to death. So give me an assessment of today's music compared to the music that you grew up with. Are we all are we heading in new directions that are that are, are advisable, enjoyable, and everything? Or have have we kind of gone on a on a side rail? Well, each music has its own, each style has its own different little nuances to it. Um, with the younger generation, of course, with the rap stuff, uh, I really don't do a lot of that because it's a lot of repetition. Uh, you know, you can come up with a drum beat and some little uh, spaced out or I call funky little rhythm to it and you're done basically you add all the things to it <clears throat> r&b is more uh, you know your basic chord structures uh jazz is going to always be jazz i don't care what you do with that gospel and jazz kind of follow the same flavor a lot of bigger chord structures uh but music uh country basically follows you know the basic chord structures as well so it it, it has changed in the style but a lot of the things you do are still the same. So that's why I can take a young uh, eight-year-old and teach them how to play a song that they hear on the radio. And as they progress, we add to those type of chords now to make those chords uh, what we call bigger or uh, have more substance to it. Uh, but yeah, there have been subtle changes. But uh, if you know if you know the changes, it's pretty simple to change to them. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I'm an old guy too, and I go back to to the time of uh, of uh, early blues and and uh, folk music, uh, unplugged, you know, acoustic, uh, where you could actually understand and hear the words that people were singing. Uh, today, probably my biggest problem is I I think that a lot of music today has become too visual. It's all about the pyrotechnics, and it's all about the the the, the dancers uh, and 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 everything that's going around the music and around the sound. Uh, it's become more of a show rather right. than it is that that music. So, do you enjoy going to those you know large concerts, uh, or are you pretty much that uh, that trio type stage person? Well, I, I enjoy it because that's what I do, but I tease my children all the time when I say, you guys do not have anyone. I mean, the talent, the vocal talents of today are nowhere near what I grew up on, and we'll start naming names, and of course my list becomes a, a lot larger than theirs because when it comes to just pure vocalists, there are not a whole lot of what I call a person that, you, that can just stand up and sing because Again, the younger generation is pushed more toward the rap, and I said, I don't, I, you know, and I tease. I said, what did he just, what did he just say? I don't know what he said because they put a bunch of words together and they put this music behind it. But as far as the pure vocalists that we grew up on, it's, it's not a whole lot of those people around. There are some very talented people. Don't don't get me wrong when I say that, but for my children's generation and mine, it's a it's a lot different. Yeah, and 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 and. To try and tell those young people that want to be Katy Perry and uh, and and you know the the next big huge stars, a lot of those people started out on the piano. That's right. They just sat down. They started learning chords, chord right. progressions, uh, learning movements, and all, and 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 putting uh, uh, words, to, lyrics to to music. Uh, there, there's a there's a fundamental, and you have to learn that first. 
you know, the people, some of the people that have made it big that said, no, I never took any lessons and I play by ear. That's a fluke. Most of the people that have, 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 have garnered success, they started with people like Ron Jones. They, they started sitting down at the keyboard with a teacher that helped them develop their talent. Uh, I don't know if you caught the, uh, uh, whether it was on Netflix or one of the, one of the shows, they, uh, they did a special with David Foster. It talked about his, his career uh, starting off just playing piano and then helping to develop uh, singers, songwriters, writing and, and producing and all. And he just kept talking about the fact that it started with the basics and that anybody that wants to get into this business, start with the basics. Uh, and as I said earlier, you can get an electronic keyboard for $100 and, and, a, and a decent one, too, and learn how to play it. You know, and, and add voices on that electronic keyboard uh, so that you can get a fuller, richer sound. And then sing along with it. But don't try to do it on your own. I, 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 I think I'm, I'm speaking Ron's language by saying yes. get a mentor. Get someone that can help teach you and guide you and give you that foundation that you need to develop whatever talent you want to take it to. I agree. You know, is that is that a pretty fair assessment? And considering you're still doing 40-some years later what you were doing 40 years ago. Yes, sir. That is correct. It, it, it still works. When when do you when do you have uh, uh, when do you do your teaching? Uh, is it is it uh, uh, you know seven days a week or five days a week? Uh, actually, it's five days a week. Okay. So you know, folks, if you're interested in learning more about you know music with Ron Jones, Memro Music, uh, go online, give him a call, uh, check it out. And uh, again, we I think we established you don't need to be local. If you're living in uh, in the Seattle, Washington, and you say, you know, I like this guy, and I certainly love Stevie Wonder, so I'd like to maybe learn how to play piano from somebody that has has followed him and played with him. Uh, you know, give Ron a call. Fortunately, with virtual uh, connections now, you can learn how to play piano no matter where you are in this country or wherever you are in the world. You can learn how to do it virtually. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think you probably would rather be sitting down side by side with your students uh, to, to help develop them, but but virtually is a good, a good option. Yes, sir. Well, Ron... Thank you very, very much for taking the time to, to be with us. I'm, I'm glad we could share your story. Uh, and, and again, folks, you got the information right on the screen there. If you want to get in touch with, with Ron uh, Jones at Memro Music and all to learn more about what he does and maybe get involved with him, uh, and I'll give him, a, give him a call. Ron, you go out and make it a great weekend and a great week. And uh, thank you very, very much for taking the time to, to be with us. And, and telling everybody about Memro Music. Thank you so much for having me today. It's been a plum pleasing pleasure. <laughs> All right. You, you, you take care, my friend. All right. See you soon. Okay. Folks, that'll do it for another edition of Someone You Should Know. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for sitting and listening to Ron Jones's story. And I look forward to seeing you right here again next week for another edition of Someone You Should Know. And remember, 
Go out and be yourself because everyone else is taken. 